0: Welcome to MI Live, a podcast from Macros, Inc., where we talk about how to make your nutrition and fitness goals realistic, achievable, and sustainable. All right, let's get to the show.
1: And we're here. We are back in the studio for MI Live. MI
0: Live, I am Jay. That's Brad. We're here to teach you how to make nutrition and fitness uh, sustainable, achievable, and sustainable. Realistic? Realistic.
1: Yeah, I knew I, I, knew I forgot one there. I feel like we say this every day and we still don't know what we're saying. Yeah, no. And I even have it written down
0: if I need to reference it for everything. And I,
1: do you have your fancy show notes in front of you? I do.
0: Oh, that's good. I do. And it's, the, I mean, the real intro is hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of MI Live where we talk about how to make nutrition and fitness goals realistic, achievable, and sustainable. I'm Jay White and with me as always is Dr. Brad Dieter. If you have questions, make sure to ask away and we'll get to all those questions throughout the show.
1: You like that better? Uh, I think you should – tomorrow when you do this, you should do it in your late-night DJ voice.
0: Welcome to Macros and We'll be laying down some fat nutrition facts on you all week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, uh, man, so man, I have not been able to do my Morning Joe show at all this week. Yeah, no. I had three hours of meetings today. So <laughs> <you> <laughs> I, I think we've been in – Meetings. The same boat. Since yeah. Five thirty this morning, and yeah. I have two more hours after this.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm shot. Such, so, such as life. So, Brad, let's jump into our first topic. It's everybody's favorite. why all the viewers are here. Why everybody's listening on the podcast. Why everybody's watching. why we
1: have fifty thousand live people. Oh my
0: god. Yeah, had to be sweet.
1: All we right, broke Facebook Live.
0: Yeah. So here we go. We'll get into our first topic. Ask questions. Please, no mean comments. We will delete you if you have a mean comment about it. But we'll talk about keto. 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 The keto, keto. diet. So keto diet is getting the majority of your calories from protein and fat. Very, very, very ultra low-carbohydrate diet. Um, and the goal there is to make your body's main energy source, uh, make you oxidize fat for your main energy source versus carbohydrates. Uh, Brad, is that an accurate summary? I
1: would say that is an accurate summary for how most of us in the health and fitness world think about ketogenic diets. Okay. So outside of
0: this, and and, you know, it's touted as, you know, keto people are, are, are seen as this militant group of faction people. They've kind of removed and and, and I'm not, I, I really don't care how anybody eats. So none of this affects me. It's seen as the, it's kind of like that—that that the stereotypical vegan where they're a militant vegan where if you don't do it, you're wrong. And yeah. I think that the keto people, some of them do fall into that, just like some vegetarians and some uh, flexible dieters and some vegans all fall into those militant I'm right, you're wrong camps. But I think that the keto people get an unfair rep, but I also think that they're emerging into this strong, hardcore keto only is the only way faction of nutrition.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's it's one of those things where the vocal minority makes people think they're the majority of the group. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and so so with keto outside of this 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 weight loss realm that we're talking cuz that's where we're going to focus primarily on. Yeah. Is there anybody outside of a a fitness and nutrition aspect that can actually and does proven to benefit from a keto diet cuz I don't I want to make it clear that we're not talking about those people?
1: Yeah. So there are groups of people um, who have therapeutic benefit from adopting a ketogenic diet. Um, and what we do know from the scientific literature and the medical literature is that typically the biggest benefit of this diet is to people with intractable epilepsy. So epilepsy that they don't really know what it's caused from. They've tried medications. They've maybe even tried, you know, uh, surgical interventions um, and they still don't have you know, substantial benefit, or maybe even they try this prior to surgical intervention, um, typically people with intractable epilepsy, and even more specifically in pediatrics, so children with intractable epilepsy. That's really where the main therapeutic benefit appears to be, um, and that's where it kind of originally came from in the scientific literature of this is a viable option for some people. Now, there are some important caveats to it in that regard. The first is what we typically think of kind of standard ketogenic diets is kind of like you talked about moderate protein, high fat, pretty low carbohydrate. Um, That's substantially different than the kind of medical grade ketogenic diets where you're talking 90% of calories are from fat sources. So you're talking, these diets are um, like in practice Basically all nuts and seeds, even though sometimes can have too much protein. Um, you're talking like 80, 20 or 70, 30 ground beef, like cooked in butter. Like these are the types of diets you're talking about. And it is, they're very difficult to follow. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not sustainable for
0: most people as a weight loss thing. They're sustainable for people who need them to live.
1: And even then it's, it's hard. So- yeah, it's so yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah,
0: right. I mean, but but your where's your willpower going to be more at trying to get abs or making sure that you don't have that because you, you have a controlling a medical condition. So that's why I think you see people who have you know they, they do keto, they're eliminating a third of everything they can eat. It controls their epilepsy and they and they have or their med, their it controls their epilepsy, helps them with it, and they they have and and I've seen and they have good physique results. And I've seen uh, we had a couple I've had a couple clients who they didn't need to follow keto, but they had children who had epilepsy and they followed keto in their whole house Yeah, and and they lost a bunch of weight and they claimed it for that. And then after the, the, the three clients, I'm thinking of all separate people, separate families, all three of them came and said, I've been doing this. It's just not sustainable for me. I want to, I don't want to lose the, the weight loss I've had. How do I work back into a regular diet? Um, but they kept their children on it. Yeah. Here. So I want to make it clear that we're not talking about this in a medical standpoint. We're talking about it in a purely weight loss and performance standpoint. Yes. So from a weight loss standpoint, well, let's let's start with the the weight loss standpoint I think is going to is an easier topic. So from a performance standpoint, is there any benefit to being in a ketogenic well, even before that, to be in a ketogenic diet, what do, what, what do I actually have to do? What does that entail overall in my diet? Can I, can I eat carbs like only on Thursdays, every Thursday? Can I eat them every third day? What does it entail?
1: Yeah, so there's actually – what most people don't realize is there are several ways to be in a state of ketosis. And that basically just means that your body is oxidizing fat at a rate that is essentially overwhelming your body's ability to do that and you're starting pr- to produce ketones as a byproduct. Mm. Um, and those ketones can then be used for metabolism elsewhere. So there's several ways to actually have your body enter a state of ketosis. Um, one is to not eat anything. So if you don't eat for s- extended periods of time, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours, you know, sometimes even a little bit less than that, you will enter a state of ketosis. So just complete lack of calories, right? Sure. You, don't, you don't have to just eat an exorbitant amount of fat. If you eat nothing, you enter a state of ketosis. Uh, you can have diets that are sufficiently low in carbohydrates. So if you, you know, eat two, three thousand calories a day and you have, you know, let's just say 150 or 200 calories from carbohydrates. So you're talking, to, what is that? 25 to 50, somewhere in that neighborhood of carbohydrates. You can be in a state of ketosis or if you, um, have a very low protein intake and a pretty high fat intake and a moderate carbohydrate intake, you can also enter a state of ketosis if you are also highly physically active. Okay. So those are the three ways you can enter a state of ketosis. Right. What is the most
0: common way that people get in? Uh, most people really just adopt a low carbohydrate diet. Yeah, they're never actually in ketosis,
1: right? Um They can be, right? So we define ketosis depending on where you look. Anything above 05 a um, millimole of beta hydroxybutyrate ketones is what we is what people typically will say I'm in oh. a state of ketosis. Of
0: course. Yeah, it's simple oh, of simple <laughs> everyday terms. Yeah. So, but is it what about the that that feeling like crap during the entering ketosis phase, the 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 the, the keto impacted? flu? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's really just kind of a your body is trying to adapt to different mm-hmm. energy sources and different energy demands and you a mm-hmm. lot of it will come with like Change in just overall energy availability, um, change in substrate metabolism, usually a change in kind of electrolytes and things like that. Um, and it's just a big adaptation period that your body goes through.
0: So let's say, you know, let's say my adaptation period takes a week. Okay. And is that, that's, it's that about a two week average, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it can be a week, two weeks, three weeks. It
0: really just depends on the okay. person. So let's just say it's a week. It takes me a yep. week. And, and I'm good. I'm feeling good. Like, and I'm following, I'm in ketosis. I'm, I'm jazzing. Jazzing? Is that a thing? I don't know. So I'm, 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 I'm jitterbugging with all the kids at the club and flossing. I, I I don't, I don't even know what that is, but I'll just, okay. So Uh, (coughs) I, I, I like, I just made a jitterbug reference and you're going to throw out something, some weird. Okay. So I'm flossing with like my teeth in the mirror at the club in the bathroom with all of the, is that like your dance? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know, Brad is on the podcast, Brad is dancing in his chair. Um, so I'm, I'm in keto. I am living life. I'm feeling good for about three weeks. And then I decide I'm going to have pizza and a bag of chips and, and fries. And I have, you know, eight, 400 grams of carbs in one day. And then oh the next God. day, the next day I go, I go right back immediately back to my, my ultra low carbohydrate diet. Am I gonna hit that keto flu again? And it, does it take me another week to adapt?
1: You probably won't
0: know. No, what if I did it for like three days? I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, but but one time most likely won't throw you out of it. You'll just no, adapt well,
1: you will you'll you'll exit ketosis. Like your body will not be producing ketones, but you yeah.
0: you adapt and you'll get back to it pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I did not know that one. That one I I is interesting. So Now that we have kind of established what that is and how to get into it, are there
1: performance benefits to being in keto? So this is one of those interesting discussions. Mm. So I'll, I'll kind of start from first principles. So I really like to think about things in like the most fundamental way possible. So if we think about how metabolism occurs, Mm -hmm. right? We talk about energy demands, glycolysis, uh, fatty acid oxidation or carbohydrate oxidation um, and then energy needs. And then we also think about how carbohydrate and fat fat consumption affect the other one, right? So we do know that if you consume fatty acids, you actually blunt carbohydrate oxidation Mm -hmm. um, during exercise. This has been well-established since the 90s. Um, So – from first principles, we know that if you have a lack of carbohydrates, your ability to produce energy quickly through carbohydrate metabolism, specifically anaerobic glycolysis, is severely diminished. Okay. So your ability to do high-intensity work is diminished okay. just from a biochemical standpoint. Um, kind of like don't pass go. This is the most fundamental block. it would be like, I'm trying to make a rocket without having any sort of acceleration. And be like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, so, so there's that piece. So, from a biochemistry standpoint, ketosis doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for energy production,
0: high performance stuff like that. So, for things like sprinting, uh, explosive movements, for weightlifting, Re- uh,
1: repeated bouts,
0: like et a, uh, uh, what about a like like a football player like any position in football would not there like those movements even a running back those are all punter the, maybe yeah a punter but anybody who has to sprint for
1: 30 seconds at a time or less this would not benefit i mean 30 seconds 90 seconds okay. uh 2 minutes you know even like 70% of max capacity for any sustained period. And 70% is not that much. Okay. That's like a light jog for me. So now people.
0: what about like a, a, an endurance athlete? And I mean like somebody who's running regular marathons or ultra marathons regularly.
1: Yeah. So let's kind of, let's, let's, let's get there. Okay, um, right. so from like that fundamental biochemical standpoint it doesn't make sense. Then we actually look at the scientific literature of like outcome based studies. So you take cyclists, you take runners, you take, Power walkers, um, which there's a, they've Lewis Burke's done studies in power walkers. It's they awesome.
0: Have, they have awesome helmets. Dude. And their hip
1: movement is yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, so those studies have actually been done. And what we see is the biochemical data translates into actual outcome data. So ketogenic diets do not improve performance in any sort of moderate to high capacity exercise capacity. Mm-hmm. There may be a slight glycogen sparing effect, but that doesn't matter. Right, like that, your performance in a sport generally is not determined by if you're sparing a tiny little bit of glycogen or not. Like, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the outcome, really. Right. Um, so then we get to where may it be helpful, and we're talking um, very low intensity, very long endurance efforts. So we're talking like ultra ultra marathons. Um, you know. 50 miles, 100 miles, 150 miles, where you have a very low sustained effort over long periods. And the rate limiting factor there is generally, uh, besides just like mental fatigue and you know kind of structural breakdown, is if you're relying primarily on carbohydrates, you have to consume them during these races. And you Mm kind of only have a certain capacity to digest food while you're training. So if you can kind of train your body to utilize more fatty acids and ketones for long, long, long durations... Um, you may have a slight benefit for sustained effort because you're not so reliant upon food. Okay. But what's interesting is even there in those athletes, a lot of them still utilize carbohydrates pretty heavily for their endurance yeah. work.
0: Yeah. Cause most of the studies I've seen always have, there, there was an infographic that used to go around and I looked at, I mean, it was a real, they listed a bunch of studies and it was the most studies show no benefit No performance increases or performance decreases for the keto groups. And the ones that did were all done by the same – the three that did were always – shown were done by the same labs. And then the one that people always said – and I can't remember the name. I can never remember names of studies because I don't look at them outside of the one time I get them. But they talked about it at the uh, ISSM conference in like 2017. And it was the keto study everybody cited, but they had like one outlier whose performance came up ho- dramatically higher than anybody's who was following a ketogenic diet and all the other ketogenic people had performance decreases. So he was just this rogue data set that they incorporated in their data and it pr- showed overall imp- performance increase.
1: Yeah. And one of the, one of the really difficult parts with the ketogenic diet literature is, it is especially in the performance side, it's riddled with some, Poorly done studies um, some potential scientific fraud mm-hmm. um, in like misrepresentation of data and very high variability yeah
0: and isn't there a lot of a lot of the big data that's been published has some misrepresentation of
1: conflicts of interest too I mean there's that too, but I mean that's one of those things where it's like i'm <laughs> I don't get overly concerned about conflict of interest. Okay. I'll just look at the data, and yeah. if the data sound and the methods are sound, I don't really worry about it. But when you see a bunch of issues, it's like, well, here's the reason why. It's kind of like the, why would this data be all jacked up? Yeah, gotcha.
0: Perfect. So, and the last piece I think of the keto question is 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 weight loss overall overall weight loss, um, yeah. is is keto a Magical, like is it a magical way for people to lose weight uh, versus anything else, or is it is it like I always say with intermittent fasting is just a tool to use in your toolbox, or is it somewhere in between the two? Or
1: so no? we know, yeah. So we know the state of ketosis, being in a state of ketosis, has no real benefit for weight loss. Um, on par, ketogenic diets are as effective as every other form of dieting as long as it results in a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. Some of the potential benefits over other dietary approaches of ketogenic diets is they appear to be a little bit better for satiety, Mm -hmm. um, and they generally tend to be a little bit higher protein. That's And they generally kind of cause people to, without tracking, consume fewer calories because of those two things. Um, Ketones themselves can maybe diminish hunger, and higher protein intake, we know, is is satiating. So those are kind of the two mechanisms. Um, now, that being said, any of the studies that have directly compared ketogenic diets to other diets do not appear to show any benefit. And if anything, they may be a little bit less efficient for fat loss when you actually look at net fat changes in highly controlled studies.
0: Okay.
1: So, so why are people getting such
0: great results off it? Is it because it... If you have an answer, go ahead.
1: Sorry, I had muted myself. I had to cough. So really what it uh, – my interpretation of the literature is this. Shifting from your normal diet to a ketogenic diet is a very large shift from normal eating behavior. It Mm -hmm. results in just kind of reduced caloric intake because of those things, right? Mm -hmm. You have a big change. You're going to not eat as much food. You have less availability of food, right? Mm So you just have less options. Um generally speaking just kind of consuming huge amounts of fat is not a ton of fun to do all the time so you eat a little bit less and then there is generally people kind of increase their protein intake from baseline when they adopt a ketogenic diet so their kind of satiety factor is a little bit um, okay. higher. Okay. Yeah. That that makes sense. Now there are a lot of side effects that people don't really think about. <clears throat> um hair loss is one. Um, kind of acute hair loss. You can have some hmm. hair loss. So that primarily appears to be due to electrolytes. Um, so okay. if you kind of supplement with electrolytes, you can reduce that risk. Headaches, nausea, vomiting. Um, those are the big ones.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I think that that's it. So, I mean, you know, I think it was no- Lane Norton who always used to say, uh, you know, yeah, you eliminate one third of everything you're eating. You're, you're going to lose weight. You've eliminated a food group. Um, I mean, I, and I, and I believe that, I mean, obviously there's a little more to it, but I think that's a really good blanket statement. I mean, do you, yeah. Yeah. Like same thing with, you know, people who go no fat, low fat diets. Yeah. Low fat diets worked in the nights cause you eliminate a third of foods. You didn't eliminate exactly a third of your calories, but you eliminated a large amount of your food yep um so perfect do you have any closing thoughts on keto to add before we and real quick it, we do it, have some questions we can probably yeah that's to. what i was gonna say before we get to the question so the last thing i want to add is it is you know people who oh i count macros oh i do keto you, you're all counting calories it's the same thing you can do a keto diet if you enjoy it you can do that while counting while counting macros we have a couple clients who enjoy a keto diet and they and they follow a keto diet working with a coach with us so it's not something that's like oh it's Counting macros, counting calories, and then keto. Counting macros works for any eating style, any diet system, any anything you want. We're just giving you numbers so you can progress and modify and you know you have data to to prove it. Um, I think that's the important distinction. It's yep. eating what you want and knowing how to eat what you want.
1: Eat what you want when you want how you want. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's get to our comments. So, uh, so Sarah said – hell no, keto. Um Dante said good vibes. Hi Dante. He's on the YouTubes. Yeah, in the YouTubes, yeah. Uh random Facebook user said, um, no, I'm here for half marathon training, which is our next topic. Diane Foster said hello. Hello, Don. I said Diane, hi Don. Uh I heard it's great if you're diabetic.
1: So that's one of those interesting pieces. Um and I'm we're gonna work on some education pieces around diabetes, but What most people don't realize is we think of type 2 diabetes – we'll start there. We think of type 2 diabetes as a kind of a carbohydrate metabolism disorder. But fundamentally, the elevated glucose is a result of disordered fatty acid metabolism. So the first initiating events that occur um, that kind of kick off insulin resistance and elevated glucose are – impaired fatty acid oxidation. So if you actually take somebody who has type 2 diabetes and you look at them and you, from a metabolic perspective and you take like a muscle biopsy, they have decreased fatty acid oxidation, but they have regular fatty acid uptake. So they are pulling in fat normally from circulation, but they're not oxidizing it. So they're storing more of it. And that storage gets stored as once you kind of fill up normal muscle uh, fatty acid source, it starts getting converted into stuff that's not great, and that causes insulin resistance. So, and that and that's for type two diabetes. How about for type one? Uh, type one is a totally different story, yeah, and right. how but, that relates to ketogenic diets is much different.
0: Well, I'm just—is there a—is there any? And we don't have to get into the details from. It's, it's they're way different things. Is there a a benefit? of following a ketogenic diet was being a type one diabetic since you're not, you, you aren't getting the carbohydrates in your body. Do you need, you, you, I assume you would need less insulin
1: that. Yeah. So there's, there's pros and cons. Um, the pros would be, you have to take less exogenous insulin, right? Mm-hmm. So your medication bills are cheaper. You probably have fewer, um, hyperglycemic episodes. You your reduce A-line your, theory. yeah, you reduce your overall risk of micro and macrovascular complications Etc. So there are some benefits to that. The flip side is if you are type 1 diabetic and you kind of operate with, I'm just going to have minimal carbohydrate intakes and never take insulin, you're missing out on the important things that insulin does in your body, mm-hmm. right? It has um, anti catabolic properties. It has some anabolic properties. So if you are trying to kind of maintain a healthy, fit, robust metabolism and body habitus and mm-hmm. skeletal muscle mass and, you know, um, bone tissue and Organ growth and all those things, and you basically never have insulin present. Not great. Okay, what's the most yeah. abused? What's the most abused hormone in the world, Brett? The most abused hormone in the world, cortisol. Uh, so what? Because we're most- always stressed out. Oh my god! Oh, my ah. god. It's it's insulin. You know what's int- It is, but you know what's really interesting is. Of all of the drugs that are used in bodybuilding, insulin is the most dangerous. And that's yeah, oh yeah. I've picked up when I was paramedic, I picked
0: up two guys, um and two guys, both bodybuilders, one in a gym who was uh dead, and the other one in a home who was dead. And both of them uh had one had the insulin the everybody thought it was heroin. Um and the first one I didn't I was a newer paramedic. He was on the ground. Uh, there was a a, a diabetes kit. We just, the guy, we were like, Oh, he just died of diabetes. Like he, his sugar went low. um, And he didn't get to it in time or he gave himself too much insulin. And then right before I left the fire department, um, it was, I, we found a guy in the bathroom of a gym and he still had an insulin needle in him. Oh, he's shooting up heroin. I was like, no, he shot up insulin. He was check him. And they checked him. And yeah, his, his, his blood sugar, was we we were doing CPR on him, and his blood sugar was – our meter read low, so it was below five. Yep. Yep. So – Yeah,
1: because yeah. you don't have to be off by much. One of the scariest yeah. research projects I've ever done was we, would, we were working with grizzly bears. We did insulin uh, tolerance tests basically. So we infused these bears with an absurd amount of insulin because they're huge. And then we just watched the kinetics of their blood glucose. Yeah. And we had to watch until it reached a certain amount to see if when it would like bottom out mm-hmm. and then we had to flush them with glucose and bring them back up. And just like when they were at like 25 or 30 and Ooh. I just had to, I was pushing huge things of D50 just yeah in their, in their carotid. And I was like, Oh my God, I hope this starts going back up. And this would be Yeah. Bad. I would not want
0: to deal with a confused diabetic bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, somebody asked, what about products that help you get into ketosis?
1: Yeah. So there are products on the market, exogenous ketones. Um, here's what I can tell you about them. It's a little bit cheeky, but, uh, they're very expensive urine. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, Lewis Burke published a study of exogenous ketones in cyclists and it was a performance study to see if it improved performance. Mm -hmm. Um, but they did urine tests and showed the kinetics of, uh, the ketone levels. And it was basically within a couple hours, you peed all of it out. Um, so they may have some minor effect on hunger. Um, but whether that's because they just taste absolutely terrible, like if you read the studies, that it tastes and smells like jet fuel because um, yeah. it's that's basically what it is, essentially. Um, chemically speaking, it's not that different from acetone. One of the ketones is acetone. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't really do much for anybody. Yeah. Isn't, like, correct, I
0: remember I went to a nutrition conference on military nutrition once, and one of the things they talked about was the exo... exo- exogenous exogenous, exogenous ketones thing all i could think of was erogenous, and i knew that
1: <laughs> we are selling a new product erogenous ketones <laughs> exogenous ketones uh gnc call me i will give you a 50 million dollar licensing deal yeah effective never, immediately yeah
0: it's just me and a speedo on the package with a thing of drinking a thing of bacon fat. Um, oh <laughs> I'm going to la- I'm going to label this show as explicit
1: on iTunes.
0: Um So the, uh, but they, the, they were talking about the ketone products and they're, they're originally designed for the deep sea divers um, because they can get them in, in real quick. And then they can go on. I think it's with their nitrix tanks. They can be down longer.
1: Yeah. So there's, and this is, this is one of my big gripes with the, the ketosis literature. There are very interesting, good, applicable mm. uses of these things, like changing brain metabolism under hypoxic events. Yeah. Um, medical application, like very interesting, cool stuff. The problem is, it's being extrapolated way beyond what it should be. Yeah. Perfect.
0: So, Sarah said she lasted three days on keto. It turned her into a rage monster. They ate nothing but bacon and eggs. She hated every <laughs> walking second. I would love every walking second if I just got to eat bacon and eggs. I would feel Not like Ron Swanson.
1: This, is this the food that my food eats?
0: Yeah, this, is, this isn't food. This is what my food ate. Carbs are life. Hashtag carbs are life from Steffi. Uh, now I'm, Sarah said, now I'm a runner and carbs
1: are life. Oh, and fats because of cheese. Jay, remind me when we're off air to tell you a very funny story about carb life. Okay.
0: Uh, Ian said, I think there was a study that showed the only marginal advantage was for an ultra-endurance athlete, but he could be wrong.
1: Yes, and, and most of that is based more on speculation and kind of understanding like first principles of metabolism than actual hard data. But yes, that is correct. Yeah, let's
0: see. Any other questions? What did Rachel say? Uh, Rachel said she tried keto years ago and made it three days. That seems to be the average. Now I was nauseous for two days. And on the third day I started vomiting <laughs> horrible, and that did it for me. Never did it again. Three days. I lasted about thirty seconds because I just like carbs. You had to have your Doritos. Yeah. Um, let's see. Everybody else, people just having a conversation in here, which is fine. Um, Julie, Julie said she's type one diabetic. She eats more carbs than ever and takes less insulin than ever, but she'll always need insulin. Yeah, with the type one, you'll. Yep. Always need it.
1: Yeah, and and part of your need for less insulin is due to your physical activity, right? So we have for lack of a better term, we have two ways of handling glucose in our body. We have insulin-mediated uptake, um, which is a insulin receptor, very canonical pathway. You've got IRS-1, PI3K, AKT, GLUT4, and then you pull in glucose using those glucose transporters. And then you have non-insulin-mediated uptake, which is generally a result of physical activity and exercise. So you can actually uh, increase glucose uptake without having insulin present. Yeah.
0: Sorry about the cough that made on the microphone. I choked on a hair from my own beard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Horrible, horrible. What was the coroner's cause of death? Self inhalation of beard,
0: beard hair. All right. We're ready. Brad, if somebody is looking for navigation, they're like, you know what? I don't know if keto is right for me. I don't know if I'm doing right. I have been doing keto and I, this makes sense to me. How do I get, how do I transition to a regular diet without getting a bunch of weight and going nuts? Where could they go for help?
1: Um, It's a good question. I think the best resource I can think of off the top of my head and the entire internet is probably MacrosInc.net. Okay. If you go there, you can either find any answer to any question you have or you can sign up for a coach and they will give you all the answers. Yeah.
0: We have a two-week free trial. Uh, schedule a consult, come talk to them, see if it's the right fit for you. And if it is, stick around for a couple months, get some education, some changes, and it will be sustainable. So I show. next topic, yes. half marathon training. And, and this is one of my favorite topics. We get it, not favorite topics. One, one of the topics that I don't think we ever really have talked about, but I think something that should be, we get a lot of people coming in who they either come in because they're training for half marathon. they come in for weight loss, they're also training for a half marathon or they lose a bunch of weight with us. And then they want to do a half marathon. Cause that seems like the first, the people who used to run a lot, they tone down to half marathons. People who've never run, they want to start with a half marathon, maybe a 5k, but then a half marathon. So with running a half marathon, do you think are, are there special? Well, first with a marathon, are there training for a marathon? Not even running, just training for a marathon. Are there special nutrition requirements? Um, a full marathon. I would say yes. Okay, training for a half marathon. Are there as many special nutrition requirements? No. Are there special nutrition requirements at all? Yes. Okay. Um, how about a five k? No. No. You can just go run it. I mean, Is I probably one? couldn't because my I, ankle's still all janky, but I I couldn't run a a point five k marathon but i I
1: could hobble one
0: yeah so (laughs) remember when you had crutches that was so funny so dude that was terrible remember when you had a black eye and had a photo shoot do you remember oh my god brad brad for anybody who doesn't know brad wrote the uh nasm nutrition course and right before he had to go out there to shoot a bunch of videos for it and photos and stuff. You had a black eye from playing basketball.
1: I hadn't gotten a black eye since I was 18. So it was 13 years, no 16. So it was like 15 years. I hadn't had a black eye in 15 years.
0: It was awesome. So anytime you see a picture of Brad on the NASM website, there's a lot of makeup on.
1: Um, yeah. But, then I broke my ankle and yeah. then had I had
0: that. to yeah, Being friends with me. My distance is dangerous for your health. Um, so back to half marathons. So if I is what would you say is the biggest nutritional challenge of the half marathon training? Not even running the training.
1: Um, it's really finding the balance of how many calories you actually need. Okay. Um, you do have a higher calorie requirement when you're training for uh, a half marathon than you do normally. Um, you probably have a higher carbohydrate requirement than normal, but it's not. So super huge Um, and generally a lot of people will mistake their under recovery for the need for more food so they'll be in a calorie surplus and they'll be gaining weight but they will not be recovering very well because they're not taking their training appropriately they're not taking recovery seriously those sorts of things so do you think with that being said which do you think is the more
0: important piece of the puzzle for half marathon for a half marathon for the average person somebody who they could run a 5k, but they've never done a half marathon before. And for the average person, is it more important? Should most of their focus go to their nutrition for the half marathon or their training for the half marathon?
1: I would say the training. Okay. You can, you, you can get away with a lot on your nutrition and still be successful. Okay.
0: So then on training, how, you know, there, there are tons of programs. I'm not going to get too into how to program for a half marathon. You can Google half marathon training program and they the think, Google machine. Yeah, there there are so many good, good and programs out there. And it's, I think at this point, pretty tight couch to five K couch to half marathon. I think those are, are pretty appropriate programs for people who've never done it.
1: I prefer lounge chair.
0: Yeah. Lounge the chair. 5K. Lazy boy to five K. Um,
1: go.
0: What is, and <clears throat> so with training, and I, I guess we put half marathon training and maybe that's not the, the right phrase I should have used for this section. But we we had it come up yesterday, I think it was yesterday, where the, the goal was weight loss and marathon performance. And and we had said that you should have a primary and a secondary. Where do you think that the average the average person who's you know, the average person is trying to lose weight, we know that. So the average person who's still trying to shed a few pounds but is training for their first half marathon should their nutrition focus be on the performance piece or on the weight loss piece where or should they go right to maintenance and just try for a recomp during their training period
1: i would say in order of preference maintenance for most people performance for like competitive athletes and then weight loss would be the last one okay perfect that would be my my PEMDAS. Okay. Yeah, I would put weight loss at the end.
0: Yeah. Unless unless you're actively in a weight loss thing, you're just like, eh, I'm just going to do this for fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can. That's yeah.
0: Fine. I don't know why you'd run a half marathon for fun, but you know, to each their own. So, anything else to add on that before we jump into questions?
1: Um, the only thing I would say there's there's two important pieces to think about for marathon training. One is, um, like volume increases over time like be very structured in your volume increases so don't be like oh my three mile run felt great last week i'm gonna go for seven miles this week it's like no don't yeah. do it yeah um and then the other one is your runs throughout the week should be cycling and volume don't just like always be running more the next day
0: yeah great
1: yeah need some recovery
0: <clears throat> we have more questions but none of them are actually on the half marathon piece. So on, we have one on the keto, which is a pretty good question um, from the anonymous Facebook user. It says, is there any benefit to low-carb versus keto, or is
1: ketosis the goal in both? So there's no benefit either. Um, I mean, there's no benefit of being keto over low-carb. Okay. So the state of ketosis, outside of maybe having some minor reductions in hunger, mm-hmm. doesn't appear to be any benefit. Okay. But with low
0: carb, you're not going to get into ketosis, right? I mean, you you might. Depends how low you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like the limbo. Somebody asked, Brad, uh, yesterday, anybody who didn't watch or listen, uh, Brad had a, a picture on his phone of mouse urine because that's what people with PhDs carry around with them. Um, I am who I am. So it was a diabetic mouse urine collection that he was showing the examples of the different sizes, a a larger urine amount that a diabetic mouse puts out. Uh, And Julie Pinkerton asked, reminds me, the diabetic mouse urine yesterday, was that mouse
1: being treated? Um, So before I answer the question, you gave me crap about this picture. But that picture was used in a talk at the World Congress of Nephrology during one of the keynote speeches. So – I would like you to know. That is that famous picture in the small circle of people who actually care about diameters. Did, did you give that speech? Uh, no, my PI for okay. the lab did. Oh, okay. But did you take that picture? I did take that picture. Okay, well, that's – I
0: mean you're, world, you're a world-famous
1: photographer now. I am a – You're Jack Fultrate. World-famous amateur uh, semi-professional photographer for scientific academic conferences – that is a subspecialty of a subspecialty.
0: I hate you so much. <laughs>
1: um, so that's, that's that's my claim to fame. Five people have seen that picture. Okay. Uh, so was that mouse being treated? Yes, that mouse was being treated. <clears throat> One of them was. Well, actually, I don't know if that specific mouse that may have been the control mouse or that may have been the – the mouse that just had the gene overexpression or it may have been the mouse that had the gene overexpression and the treatment or it may have been the mouse that just had the treatment I don't know we had a an eight group mouse study going on
0: so in short you don't know
1: um, in short <coughs> 20 50 percent of the mice received the drug treatment okay You're a which, drug which was a cool drug I can tell you yeah. about that. Pretty awesome. Dante asked,
0: uh, he said, off topic, you guys don't promote or share your lives through your Instagram. Uh, Instagram does not have access to broadcast live from the so- from any software outside of in Instagram only, so you can't stream to multiple services like we do.
1: But we do have ours on MacroZinc TV or yeah. uh, IGTV. Oh, is it? Yes. So, like, look. Things I didn't know. If you go to our Instagram... Do, 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 do. Oh, wait for there it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Bam. That was
0: oh, a weird one. Dylan. Dylan. Look at that. Yep.
1: So if you'd like to go and follow us on Instagram, just go to Instagram and look up Macros Inc. Oh, that's an original one. Who would have thought? Uh, I don't know. Also, if you do not subscribe to us on YouTube, you need to take eight seconds out of your day um, and go to YouTube.com slash C slash Macros Inc. Or macrozinc.net slash YouTube and subscribe. Because if we hit a 100,000 subscribers, by the end of the year, we're going to donate $10,000 to charity. And as of today, we are losing a little bit of momentum, so I'm a little disappointed. But we are at 1,340 subscribers. So we have a lot of ground to make up. So let's go. Perfect.
0: Shanna? Asked when training for marathons, is there any advantage to adding an in, in, adding in incline training?
1: Yes, it's more metabolically demanding and it's more biomechanically, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, safe. Like you can get as much, you can get more metabolic workload and less joint damage because you just have less slapping of your feet against the ground. It's, it's a little, Less load, you're less joint damage. I hope so. All
0: right, you ready for the last one, Brad? Last topic. No. What is the best chicken cooking style? What's your favorite way to eat chicken? This is just we were. This was like a perfect one. We're at forty minutes. We're just cruising, having conversations now.
1: Rotisserie chicken.
0: Rotisserie minus fried.
1: Uh. Here's the thing about fried chicken. The first bite is awesome,
0: and so is the second, third, fourth, and fifth. After that,
1: it's like meh.
0: You obviously don't have good fried chicken. I don't have good fried chicken. Where do you get your fried chicken from? Like, if I'm like Brad, we're having fried At- chicken in Atlanta. Atlanta. <clears throat> where, you, where, you, where's your fried chicken restaurant? I, I don't go to them. Oh well, see, there's the problem.
1: I've like I've gotten them from barbecues. <clears throat> yeah,
0: you still get to yeah, I've, I've
1: I've picked up fried chicken from Safeway
0: before. Well, if if you're ever in Chicago, there's two places that you have to go. One's uh, Harold's Fish and Chicken, and then Jay does. Uh,
1: Harold's. Harold's.
0: Oh, Harold's is awesome.
1: Uh, um,
0: but Popeye's is my overall favorite. Popeye's has like the best fried
1: chicken. The only time I will eat an entire piece of fried chicken mm-hmm. is dun, 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 chicken and waffles. Oh, I've never had
0: chicken and waffles. Yeah. So out. So healthy options, my favorite would probably be baked chicken. Oh. Big, big fan of baked chicken. It's a pain in the ass to make, but man,
1: baked chicken's good. Um, yeah, I like. I would say probably grilled chicken is my second favorite.
0: What is your favorite? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, grilled a, a good grill. I don't like it charred, but I, it can't be raw.
1: No. What have is, you ever had? The, have you ever had chicken that's like just burnt on the outside and raw on the inside? Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, I don't sure. know how that's possible. I've, but I've, it's happened. I've done it numerous times, and I have no idea how I do it, but I've done it. Next time. We're together in person, and my wife is there. You need to ask her about the chicken story. Okay, it's very good. <laughs>
0: okay. It's a Marissa story, so I'm sure it's absolutely.
1: Fantastic. Oh my god!
0: That <laughs> woman. The, what is outside of a chicken breast? what is your favorite favorite meat of chicken? Favorite chicken cat?
1: Um, the legs. Yeah, I mean, I there's there's chicken breast, wings, thighs, well, yeah. and
0: legs. So, like, like obviously, okay. So we'll take like. Chicken breasts are like the, you know, that's the staple of the bodybuilder, health, fitness industry. It's the most
1: overrated
0: thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah, but it's easy and cheap. Um, but what is, so like mine, mine would be, and I'll remove like fried chicken breasts, like, like probably, probably chicken wings, like are my favorite, like fried chicken wings are probably my favorite piece, type. (sighs) I don't eat them all the time. I probably have them twice a year, but
1: I don't love chicken wings. The only thing I do like is Pizza Hut. Buffalo wings are Wing Street. Wing Street. No, the buff the Pizza Hut wings, just yeah, like the regular a, buffalo wings, are just
0: food. awesome. See, I don't like anything spicy, so I have to call back with that. But I like just regular, like from like Buffalo Wild Wings. The uh, I get the 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 lemon pepper rub.
1: The B Dub Dub.
0: Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I I think that I I bought a thing of like two years ago. I bought a bag, a big bag from Target of skinless boneless skinless no it was just skinless uh chicken wings for to, i was gonna make them in the air fryer but maybe two years ago yeah make them in the air fryer and i made like five of them they were the most disgusting thing i've ever had so i threw them out and i still have the bag sitting in my freezer and i don't know why i don't know either oh i'm glad you don't know either uh let's see christy said barbecue is is her favorite yeah i'll go with the barbecue. yeah jay come to wisconsin we have Chick we have the best fried chicken. I thought it said chicken fry. We have the best the fried meat chicken. Fries. Wow, I'm actually here for once. We're glad you're here, anonymous Facebook user who we don't know who you oh, are.
1: You're my favorite. I love Facebook
0: user. Um Michelle said oh. so smoked hickory chicken breast. Yes, I have a smoker, and smoked chicken breast is absolutely fantastic. Jay, do you see the next comment? Why don't you guys do a podcast? We have a podcast.
1: Oh my we God. Do we do have a podcast that launched last week and we, we hit the top 10 in for, the in the US for nutrition, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, we do have a podcast. You can look it up on iTunes, MI live. You can look it up on Spotify, MI live. You can look it up on Stitcher, MI live. You can look it up on Stitcher, um I Heart radio it will be there but that can take up to three weeks um or if you want you can just go to dot slash podcast and you can find all the sources where this pod is cast yep yeah but we
0: absolutely do have a <laughs> so, the podcast their
1: response comment is so good <laughs>
0: so the, the response to do you have a podcast was well sorry my head has been up my ass for the last two months <laughs> well you know pay attention to, to everything we do 24 hours a day and that won't be it why are we not like all the alerts it's
1: it's, oh. it's 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 actually an amazing
0: podcast well thank you michelle
1: it is amazing that we actually do something useful and why we're here
0: yeah, I don't. I don't think we do. I, I, I always. Every time anybody ever messages and sends an email says, "Hey, I enjoyed the <laughs> podcast. Thank you, bless you." I always, I always say I, say, I appreciate it. Like, thank you. I always think that people are just like making fun of us the whole time because we're just sitting here talking, having a conversation. I mean,
1: they probably are. Let's be real. I would make fun of me.
0: It's Jamie. Why does it say anonymous? Uh, when you're in the group, Jamie, it won't display your username onto the live feed. It's some privacy. A privacy setting.
1: That's so cray.
0: Yeah. Cray, cray. All
1: you're right. a real person. Jamie, we believe you that you're a real person. I know person. who Jamie
0: is. Yeah. Jamie is a real person. Um, so Brad, do you have anything else you would like to add before we, uh, skedaddle for the day? What's your rest? Your rest your, oh, do you have anything to add first?
1: Mm, negative ghostwriter. The, the pattern your, is full. What's the rest of your day look like? Um, let's see. I have a break from one to two where I'm going to get some office work done. Um, and I have some emails to send out. I have one more person to hire today. Ooh! Um, and then we'll be making some announcements about all that stuff. It's just been a a zoo. Um, I think we had like for all the positions, like 300 applications. It was
0: crazy. It was, it was was a lot. The emails were blown up from
1: it. Yeah. Um, so I have that. And then I have a podcast I'm doing with somebody from two to three. Ooh.
0: What podcast is that?
1: Um let me well, look it up. up. Let me, let me look up the notes. One on my calendar. Oh, okay. oh my gosh. My Google calendar is going bonkers. What is going on, Jay? I don't know. You broke it. Today is the 23rd. I have a podcast with, uh, oh yeah. Uh, Nathan Rose from Metagenics in Australia. Ooh. Good night, mate.
0: Put another shrimp on the bottle, oh eh? right? Please don't do that on that podcast. Please, <laughs> anybody who's listening, Brad is an anti-Australian. No, um, it's from Dumb reflect, and Dumber. He does not reflect the views of Macros Inc. Um, it's we from Dumb and Dumber. We do have, you, you, you're just, uh, you're, a anti-Aussie, horrible person.
1: I, Australia, I've never been to Australia, but it's my favorite place on the planet.
0: It scares the living shit out
1: of me. Because they have Uluru, that giant big rock. Um, they also call their electricians Sparkies, and they call their carpenters Chippies, uh-huh. and they say "Good on ya." It's, this is my favorite. I just love Australia, and they call their hoodies jumpers. Like, wh- what an amazing place to live! If I'm ever like independently wealthy, I'm moving to Australia.
0: I'm terrified of Australia, so no. When okay. when I like like here's my example why. Bet Gormley. Is probably the nicest human being I've I've ever 100%. spoken to. And Beck is from, she's one of our coaches. She was a client of mine before she was a coach. She, oh, I can't build, I'm, I can't build muscle, I can't do this. Beck worked out for like nine weeks and was just this jacked beast of a human being. And then I met her in person and she's, you know, I talked to her on the on the phone, we email, she's just this nice, sweet person. You meet her in person and She's just like this, like Jack scary Aussie. Like she's super nice, but it's just like, oh, you're, and she's being nice, but she's, she just, I feel like if she were to flick me, I would fly across a room.
1: But that also just is because you're Jay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But I just feel like, like if somebody were to like make Beck Gormley mad and I don't think she gets mad, but I think if somebody were to make her mad, she, I'm a my Yeah, like she would stomp her foot and the concrete would split. And that's my, that's, she's the only Australian I've met. Like, I've, well, I've met a bunch of Australians, but she's the only Australian I've spent a significant amount of time with. Um, and she's really strong. And I think they're they're all kind of scary. So,
1: I mean, that sounds more like a you problem.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's what I mean. This is, you know, our podcast. So my problem is your problem. That's true.
1: Yeah. Um, somebody asked, They said they would subscribe to us if we subscribe to Sharp SharpTongue. I have it open on my phone. I'm going to press the button. I have officially subscribed. And now you have to do it too. Do it. Do it now. Oh,
0: my God.
1: See? Do it now. Oh, my God. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. All right, Brad. Well, I think we're out of here. (laughs) I'm so mad I could fry eggs on my head. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Ugh. Uh, hey. it. What are you doing the rest of the day?
0: Um, I have emails to answer. Um, I have to go. And yesterday, I went horseback riding last night, and then it. I got out, got the horse all brushed, clean, saddled, got him all tacked up, walked out, and then it started downpouring. And this is a new horse, and he does not like the rain, and he did not like me being on him in the rain, and we got into a little bit of an argument. Um, and then I put him back inside, clean him off, dried him cause who wants it to be wet. So I dried him off and then I left my saddle at the barn. So, and I need to clean my saddle. So I need to go to the barn, get my saddle. Um, and that's pretty much it besides work and answer emails. So I have to clean the saddle and then I'll probably feed the horse some, uh, he likes peppermint. So I'll feed him some peppermint candy. And oh. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I am going to go order new glasses today, so that'll be Oh, nice. yeah. You were at the eye doctor and sent me pictures of it. You Dude, my be- eyes were so
0: dilated. Did you know that in my favorites folder in my phone, I have multiple pictures of you saved from doctors and dentist appointments. I don't know why, <laughs> but I I, I do. I,
1: I was scrolling through last night. I was like... Wait, I try to send you as many humiliating pictures of myself. As yeah. Possible. I
0: was like, wait, why do I have a pig? Why do I already have a picture of Brad saved in my phone from the, from the eye doctor? And then I look and know you have a dental, you have that bib from the dentist on. And oh, then yeah. I scroll through my favorites in my phone again, looking for a new profile picture for Facebook. And I find one of you at the doctor when you broke your ankle and then I look again and I find one of you with an ice pack and a black eye. I, you send me a lot of medical pictures and I don't know, I don't know why I saved them as my favorite photos. Um, because it's, it's cause now you have dirt on me. Yeah. I also have the picture of you, um, um, wearing khakis and, and ironing a pair of pants to go out when we were in it saved as my favorite too.
1: What, I live my life at a hundred and ten miles an hour, Jay. That was the background on my phone for a while. Oh my god! It's <laughs> just my <like, laughs> well uh, uh, route. I think that's same that. macro time, same macro channel. He's Tomorrow Brad. is Wednesday, so we will have like ten more podcasts uploaded in the next like five days. Okay. So everybody do a rush of downloads, download all of them at once. We get like 5,000 downloads in like two days. And then we're numero uno. And then I can just say, uh, I will just play that ludicrous song. Like I'm on the number one spot. Oh my God.
0: Oh my God. Don't do that again. So the, uh, and then, we have some news coming up for MI Live. Uh we do have, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, Derek and Hannah do have their nighttime show. So that will be uh making a little bit of a, a change, a comeback, a, a little more a couple more episodes, and then uh we will have some more MI Live
1: news coming soon. And we have lots of fun things in the hopper. Oh my god. If anybody could sit fun out- for you guys boatloads loads of work for this us. This is the idea napkin
0: like if it, from today alone and a lot of it's doodles, I'm not going to lie, but it is the idea napkin from today.
1: This is my empty coffee coaster. Let me tell you about the horrible thing that happened to me today. Oh my god. I, I I do we do have to get going. We have 3 minutes. Um I so I almost never go order coffee from anywhere. Like I just make it at home. But I had to go to my office today to go deal with some stuff this morning. So I was like, "Ah, I'll go grab some coffee on the way because I haven't had enough this morning. I go to Starbucks, I order my drink, I get to my office and they made the wrong drink.
0: Oh no. What did you do?
1: I called them and I was like, guys, I got the wrong drink which I'm not too horribly concerned about but the somebody else is probably has my drink so I would double check all the drinks to make sure you're not off by one and giving everybody the wrong drinks and they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, you can come back tomorrow for a free one." And I was like, "Deal." Uh, the morning cup of joe is uh going to be back tomorrow. I couldn't do it yesterday morning cuz we had meetings starting at 6. Um and I couldn't do it yesterday because we had or today because uh I had meetings. Uh, but it will start tomorrow, and we are moving a bunch of stuff around, so I'm trying to figure out the exact time. But I think it's going to end up being um, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at like 7 in the morning Pacific time. And I think it's going to be Monday and Friday at 6 a.m. Damn. I think that's what it's going to be. Eh, they're like 10 minutes. That's an early time commitment there, my friend. And I have to drink coffee and answer emails anyway, so I might as well talk to people while I do it.
0: That's true. I uh Yeah, I don't like to talk to people in the morning. I know, not at all. Dylan called me at eight fifteen this morning, and i I thought I, was, I thought I'd been as at off. I'm like, what? What do you need? I need <laughs> like, more power. He's like, I got a question. You're up? I'm like, it's eight fifteen in the morning. I I've been up since four. This is not talk time. Not before nine. And he <laughs> he proceeded to keep talking, and then I woke
1: up. I mean, yeah. All right. Well, um, tomorrow, same macro time, same macro channel. Same hey, uh, macro you- channel. You can find us on uh, macrozinc.net slash YouTube, macrozinc.net slash podcast, uh, anywhere pods are cast, youtube.com slash C slash macrozinc. And with that, wow. JQ, the outro. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of
0: MI Live, a podcast from Macro Zinc. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate it. Until next time.